When one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. How can one be a coward if one chooses his way of life? Have you ever removed your helmet? Has it ever been removed by others? This is Faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. And we've got another great episode for you today. With me in the studio is going to be Vegan the Hut, and we are going to be speculationing. That's right, all the speculative speculations that you can speculate today, all about The Mandalorian Season 2. There's been a lot of news about that in the last few weeks. Um, and so it's going to be a great episode. We've got some other wonderful segments, some fake ads, a prank call. Uh, with us today is Din Djarin on the prank call and some other fun surprises so don't go anywhere alright well uh, Vegan it's nice to have you back in the studio you've become a regular now as a co-host I would say you uh, are getting to the point where you can be uh, Star Wars Hall of Fame for faking Star Wars co-hosting here yeah I've already talked to Willy Bobo about erecting a statue in my name that would take a lot of cement unless we built it out of Beskar steel instead, I guess. Yeah, and well, Beskar steel is pretty expensive, but um, I think I think it's in the budget. You know, Willie and I have been talking. All of our Patreon money is going to go towards building a statue of you uh, outside of our studios in Topeka, Kansas, I think. <laughs> so Great. Well, you're, are you excited to talk about uh, The Mandalorian Season 2? Are you a big fan? I am a big fan of the Mandalorian series. I couldn't get enough of it last season. I just watching some clips today, just kind of refreshing my memory about certain things. Ah, man, he's such a badass. (laughs) Great, great. All right. Thanks for holding on. I hope This is William. Uh, William. Are you in the sales department, William? I'm in sales. Mm-hmm. I was referred to you by Grief Cargo, who told me, recommended that you have steel plate sheets available. Okay. Um, I'm looking we- at your website, and it seems like you have some hot rolled steel and cold rolled steel. Could you tell me a little bit about the different uh, functions and uses for those pieces? The hot rolled and cold rolled steel? Okay, well, it comes in various gauges. The sizes are going to be uh, standard sizes are 4 foot by 8 foot, 4 foot by 10 foot, 5 foot by 10 foot. Okay, that'll be sufficient, yeah. Which ones were better for molding or shaping uh, into, into, you know, a contour or like around a body? Well, we, if, if you're going to use it for, if you're going to use it for molding, if you're going to use it for molding, uh, that would be a special, uh, what they call a uh, kill product, uh, drawing quality. We don't stock that type uh, of sheet. I can bring it in warm, or I can bring it in cold. Either one. Which one would be? Which one would be cheaper? A hot rolled steel would be the cheapest. Uh, it's just a commercial. It's a commercial quality steel. Is there a minimum order size for that? No, there isn't. We sell. We will sell you one sheet or, or as many sheets as you need. Uh, what would be the price per square foot in credits? Well, we sell it by the sheet. Uh, we can always get the conversion. What gauge would you need? Okay, that's that's okay. That's not cheap. You, uh, you're looking for plate then. Okay. Yes. Okay. This okay, is so you're looking for steel plate, and steel plate is not manufactured as a cold roll product. 
It's either going to be hot rolled, and if the surface condition is critical to you, then we also hot rolled, hot pickled, and oiled, which okay. removes the, uh, the surface impurities. So would I just be able to order yeah. that from the website then, or do I have to contact uh, my superior? Oh, you can order it from the website if you'd like. Uh, let me get you a price on that. Uh, would, would it be uh, 4 foot by 10 foot? Is that the size you're interested in? Uh, no, I mean we we can sell whatever quantity you need. Yeah, are you are you yeah for a standard sheet? I mean, are you, do you want a quote on a four foot by ten foot half inch thick hot roll sheet, the yes. hot roll plate? Yes. Okay. How how well does a steel do with blaster bolts in terms of protection? It should be fine. Okay. It should be fine. So far, you know, we're not an expertise in that area. I would touch it. Definitely check with an engineer or, uh, or a contractor. You may be able to get more uh, precise uh, okay. advice on that. At 48 inches by 120 inches, 4 foot by 10 foot, is going to be $408.40 plus tax. I would prefer if we could work out an exchange. If you had any, uh, if you had any clients that you knew, I could, I could round up uh, whatever criminals they needed, and we could do the exchange that way. I'm very good at my job. I'm not. I, I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, bounty hunting is a dangerous profession, but I'm I'm able to do that in, in lieu of credits if, if required. I'm sorry. I'm just not following you uh, on that. We're just we're a distri we're just a distributor. Well, okay. we we just uh, uh, just a buy sell uh, transaction. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. This has been. Uh, acquisition, so I'll, I'll uh, make that order shortly on the website. Thank you, sir. Okay. This is the way. Thanks for calling. Take care. <laughs> Well, Vegan, uh, who knew that we had Din Djarin in the studio uh, pranking the steel industry in California, but uh, that's that's what happens when you're trapped in the basement with Russian trolls. You go a little mental, I guess. Yeah, I really appreciated that he, um, you know, decided to leave on his helmet for the phone for the phone call. Right. You know, I thought maybe he wanted to get that microphone <laughs> or the telephone right up to his mouth, but... Um, you know, in Din Djarin fashion, he kept it on and he stayed true, you know? Yeah. Mandalorians, you know, they just, they're, they don't break, they don't break their creed at all for anyone, right? Not even when they need to source some, uh, some new steel. All right. Well, yeah. we have a new bit for all of you today. Uh, I don't really have a name for it. It's kind of an audio game. Uh, it's sort of an audio quiz as it were. And so we've got some, uh, some clips from different people uh, from The Mandalorian Season 1. So this is kind of a, you know, warm you up, getting ready for The Mandalorian Season 2. Um, and all of these actors and actresses were, um, you know, memorable roles in The Mandalorian Season 1. I didn't go real hard and try to find any obscure people that were just bit parts. So you should remember all these characters from Mandalorian. So we'll give you a point if you can identify uh, the name of the actor or actress. Um, I'll give you a point if you can tell me what their character was on The Mandalorian and a point if you can identify their character on the show of the clip that I'm showing you, okay? So five clips, so you stand to make up to 15 points here, uh, which will turn into pizza credit for you if you uh, if you want. So. Ooh, yes. dang. Yeah, so here's the first clip, all right? So a point if you can tell us the character they played on The Mandalorian, 
a point if you can tell us uh, the show that this clip comes from, and a point if you can tell us the uh, character that they're playing on this show. It's just tempering my surging testosterone while waiting for my apron to dry. I, I didn't mean to embarrass you. No, I... <laughs> I'm fine. So, I like your bracelet. Oh, it's an emergency bracelet. I'm a fall risk. Well, maybe you just need someone around. Oh, this is good. <laughs> oh, I... I should really get back to my show. Okay, so um, I do think I recognize that voice, um, and I think it is Amy Sedaris. All right, one was... point. Ding, 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 okay. ding, ding. All right, very good. And I think I'm going to guess, because I didn't watch this show, actually, but I'm thinking it's maybe from Arrested Development. Okay, all right. Oh, you're not going to give me that point. Okay. No, it's not. Um, it's not. It's the actual show is called the Amy Sedaris show. Sorry. Oh, yes. Shucks. And what was the third thing I had to guess? Uh, if you can name the character she's playing on, on, uh, in, in, uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, okay. She was the, uh, the babysitter, Very you good. know, the yes. babysitter. Belly I don't know Moto. if she had a name. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that name. A point for that. So very nice. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was the weakest like uh, bit part, you know, of the whole season was Amy Sedaris. Who I, I think she's very funny, but I just I didn't think she was Star Wars. What did you think? Yeah, um, I thought I I feel the same way. Okay. You know, the the fact that they they had a lot of comedians in this show I thought was pretty interesting because there's a lot. Of, I mean, even Taika Waititi. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's known more for comedy shows. They had a lot of comedy actors um, playing in the in the show, you know, like um, Carl Weathers. I mean, I'm sure Carl Weathers has been in other things. But the thing that comes to mind, the first thing that comes to mind is Happy Gilmore. Ah, yes. Every time I see him and he has the fake hand, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the alligator bit it off. So I, I thought that was funny. But um to see how many um, comedian actors there are, but uh, you know, I didn't really, I didn't love her character. Yeah. Cool. Well, here's the second one. All right. Let's go. I am so humbled and blessed by this turnout. This is amazing, and um, thank you all for coming out. This is a. It just makes me just feel so great inside that you guys are here to support um, me and Cyborg and this women's event and. Um, the four title fights and strike force mm-hmm. um there's so many people i'd like to thank and i'd like to thank cyborg um first and foremost because i have ultimate respect for her and it's gonna be a tough fight toughest fight of my life um <laughs> and i'm just glad it's gonna happen after two years of build-up okay was that too much information there vegan that was i think that was like giving away the farm but you know i'm th- <laughs> i'm thankful that you're making this show this uh segment e- easy for me well the first two are maybe easy so who did you think that was okay. what actress that was uh gina carano very good uh cara dune oh yeah she plays cara dune on the mandalorian cara dune. yeah 
And uh, it must have been during one of the press conferences for her fights, I'm guessing. That's right. You know, a lot of people don't know that Gina Carano, in addition to having been, um, she played uh, in uh, Deadpool, uh, her character. I can't, uh, the name is not uh, coming to me right uh, now. Oh, yes. Yes. So she was in Deadpool. Yeah. That's where I first knew of her, even though I am a UFC fan. Um, but uh, she she was a, you know, storied fighter in the UFC before she entered uh, the entertainment world. So, Dude, I totally forgot about Deadpool. That was, <laughs> she was good in that too. Yeah, it was her fighting off against, uh, is it Cyclops or, or Colossus? Sorry, Colossus. Um, Colossus, Angel Dust, who's been drugged up and is like super, super strong. Um, Yeah, I have to say she she put a lightsaber in my pants. You know, it was strong (laughs) women really do it to me. So, yeah, yep. Anyway, you don't wear pants as a as a hut, but I can imagine you know you would have a similar reaction. She's a strong (laughs) strong woman. Yes, we actually hide it underneath our belly uh, folds. Oh, um, until we're person. until we're ready until we're ready to mate. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. All right, here's the next one, number three. This one you're gonna get for sure. Okay. Hey, 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 hey! Take it easy, man. Over here, a pile of rocks waving at you. Here. Yeah, I'm actually a thing. I'm a being. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg. I'm kind of like the leader in here. I'm made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock, paper, scissor joke for you. This is my very good friend over here, Meek. He's an insect and has knives for hands. You're a cronin, aren't you? That I am. How'd you end up in here? Oh, well, I tried to start a revolution, but didn't print enough pamphlets, so hardly anyone turned up, except for my mum and her boyfriend, who I hate. His punishment, I was forced to... <laughs> All right, so is that enough there for number three? I think, yeah, even even the first five seconds, I think I got it. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm, like, almost certain that's voiced by Taika Waititi. Correct, for another point. Okay. Uh, that was Thor Ragnarok. Yes, it was. Well, you're on fire, vegan. I'm afraid you're going to melt. <laughs> and he directed the uh, one of the episodes of The Mandalorian. Was he in The Mandalorian, though? He was also in The Mandalorian. That's right. He was. He oh. played. <clears throat> Any idea? No? Ooh. He was IG-11, actually. The voice Ooh, of I IG-11. Was... I totally about to say that. So yeah, right. I know. <laughs> yeah, um, IG sixty nine would be dismayed that you didn't uh, recognize that as the voice of his uh, brethren, um, but uh, he's not here to give you to give you crap for it. So he'll have to trust in me to bust your your uh, your hut balls a little bit about it. <laughs> I got lucky this time. Yes, I got lucky yes. this time. Uh, he's, I think, going to do some more episodes for Mando 2. Well, I mean, he's been slated to do a whole movie. So, actually, maybe he's not doing uh, oh. Mando 2 episodes anymore, but he's going to do a whole Star Wars movie, So, which I think is a hmm. great choice. But Yeah. All right, and here's number four. I can't tell you how sick I am of basketball right now. I never thought I'd see the day when Western basketball is in the state it is right now. If I never see another game in my life, that's just fine by me. 
Dwayne, you can get through college half-assed. Richard, you can get through life half-assed. But I'll guarantee you boys one thing. Sure as hell, I'll guarantee you this. You cannot win half-assed. How do win this ball game? Let's go! <laughs> I can see that you've got a you furrowed your your hut brow there, vegan. Um, I didn't say they'd all be easy. I know who it is. I don't know what that movie is or show. Okay. Well, who okay. Is so it? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. It's uh, Nick Nolte. Very good. It certainly is. Who played um, uh, the droopy faced dog on the show? I can't remember that person's name. It starts with a K. And it's very similar to a character from Guardians of the Galaxy. The name is almost identical. So Chris Pratt. Crockett. No, no. (laughs) So Chris Pratt plays Car Lord. And so this is Queel, right? Queel. The Ugnaught. Yes, yes. Ah, Um, that's right. And uh, do you you have like a half a point for that? (laughs) I'm going to. I don't know. I don't know basketball movies. That sounded like a basketball reference. Hoosiers? I don't know. Was that a basketball movie? Good guess. It's not Hoosiers, but it is a basketball movie. It's the movie Blue Chips. Blue Chips, which is a movie about gambling and basketball and breaking the NCAA rules. It's it's not a bad movie. Filmed uh, in Indiana, actually, uh, largely, and it had oh. characters from real basketball, like uh, Bobby Hurley, Bobby Knight was in there. Um, interesting movie, you know. Not not terrible film. Do people from Indiana have to like know that movie since it was filmed there? I, I can only assume, uh, you know, the only few times I've been to Indiana, you know, people just came right up to my car throwing basketballs at me like they expected me. Like, apparently, when you are a strum trooper, people expect that you're going to be wanting to practice since we can't hit anything anyway, uh, I guess. So they yeah. just assume that you're up for a game, uh, you know, whatever. So anyway. All right. So here's number five. This one I think you'll get. Uh, you seem to be well-versed in pop media for a hut. We'll see. <laughs> Okay, so for this one, I should introduce this clip first of all. Um, there's a few voices. So the main voice of the person talking, that's the one I'm interested in, okay? There's three people right. actually in the scene, <clears throat> but the main voice is the one that we're looking for. That we're looking okay, for. so you're going to make it really freaking hard for me. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Go ahead. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hello? Can I help you? Yeah. Thanks. What were you just kidding? What's this about? I'll tell you what this is about, Mr. Banky. This is about you and me doing our best to keep Huel happy. Huel? Who's Huel? This is Huel. Huel, you happy? Reasonably. What would make you unhappy? This little mofo not doing what he's told. And if you were to become unhappy, Mr. Banky wouldn't care for that? I'm going to say no. Well, there you have it. Let's go find your checkbook. Ready? Here we go. All right, we're walking, we're swinging our feet. Another there voice. You go. Very nice. Beautiful place you have here. <laughs> this way. So. All right. Uh, you probably have seen that show, but do you know who the actor is? I don't know if I have seen that show. That sounds awfully like Bill Burr. Very good. It is. Okay. Yes. All right, vegan. I'm weaning. Hitting home runs here, left and right, off your hut belly. Do you know the character Bill Burr played in The Mandalorian? Yeah, he was. <coughs> yeah. And the character's name? <coughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to give you a point for that one. Didn't you just hear that? 
Yes. I just said it. So it's um it's actually Mayfeld. Which, uh, That's what little, I said. A little bit of a deep cut, you know. I, I'm not surprised you didn't get that because you're not a complete nerd. Uh, you still have time <laughs> for friends and family in your life. So, uh, but yeah, he's uh, he may return in season two. A lot of speculation that he will be. So, I have a good feeling he will be. Yeah. And uh, do you know what show that was that he was on with Huel? Trying no. to. Uh, um. You know, I know Bill Burr from his stand-up. Um. So and Huel, if I give you had, a little hint on who Huel is, Huel is a giant, giant black man, uh, weighs about 600 pounds, and they're, it's kind of a shakedown, you know, they're going to shake down a guy for some money. The, is it a movie? Is it a film? It's a TV show, very hot TV show, filmed out oh. there in the, uh, in the Southwest, uh, it takes place in the Southwest of the United States. No. It's the show. It has a kind of a chemical, chemical uh, theme running through it. Is it um, <clears throat> Breaking Bad? Chart. It is. Yes, it is Breaking oh. Bad. I give you half a point for that because you. Nice. Basically, I needed to, to spoon. Go ahead it. and round it up for me. So yeah, so that gives you. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten, I'm going to give you ten and a half out of fifteen. Not too shabby, there, vegan. You should be proud with your performance. Thank you, sir. I actually, uh, no offense or anything, but I didn't actually realize that um, stormtroopers could count to ten. <laughs> Interesting. I I didn't do the counting. I have I have a Russian troll here to do it for me. You know. Aha. Aha. Yes, so great. Well, uh, it was a fun game. I, I hope you look forward to the next edition. Maybe we'll do this once more before Mandalorian. I really like that. So, yeah, you did yeah. very well. I have to say, I, I deliberately made it a little easy because I thought, you know, I didn't want to put you off and, and, you know, give you a low self-esteem. Um, but you actually did better than I expected anyway. So. Uh, thank you. You know, um, I don't really know what you mean by low self-esteem. Huts don't really have that in our vocabulary do you, do you think there's a <laughs> another word for that for low self-esteem uh what does that mean complete uh i guess a, a complete self-loathing maybe uh, <laughs> a mm. general sense of self-hatred or uh, <laughs> uh i don't know <laughs> hmm. yeah I, I don't know what that's i don't know what that's about well, you must Never. you must have squeaked through the tra- the the cracks of hut psychosis, and and you uh, you've managed <laughs> to con- you know con- conduct yourself with a healthy manner and create a, a healthy <laughs> ego. So <laughs> it must it must yes, uh, us vegans vegan don't have a yes us us vegans don't have any kind of a detrimental ego. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We I, are I don't we are obviously her- holier. Right, right. Oh, you're always holier than thou, right? Yeah, so it makes sense, I Correct. guess. That's that must be the thing that's kept you from that um normal hut deficiency in psychology. So yeah. but great. You know, and uh those ten and a half points you can round up if you'd like to fifteen and then you can put it on the bottom of my statue that you guys are making. Not a chance. Champion. <laughs> Meditation has been shown to reduce stress to improve focus and create the right conditions for healthy sleep. Helmet Space is guided meditation for Mandalorians. No matter who you are or what you do, this is the way.
Whether you're just starting meditation or you've been doing it for years, we can help you train your mind for a stronger, honorable life. To get started, visit HelmetSpace.com or download the app. Once you're signed up, choose the topic you'd like to focus on. Try strength building or maybe loyalty, and we'll suggest the right exercises for you to try. If you enjoy them and want to learn more, then it's time to subscribe. When you do, you'll get access to hundreds of guided meditation from the Helmet Space Library. There are Baby Yoda-sized mini-meditations for when you're short on time, exercises to keep your code of honor through everyday tasks like commuting between planets or running from stormtroopers, and packs to help you with everything from relationships with assassin droids to writing blurgs or even sleep. With dozens of packs to choose from, Helmet Space is your personal meditation guide to just about everything. You know, with The Mandalorian Season 2 coming out, um, scheduled for, let's hope, hope October, not November, like last time, but with everything uh, that's uh, being talked about online, I think we should talk about, you know, possible rumors, or maybe we can talk about, um, you know, some of the theories that are surrounding Season 2. What do you think, Duper? Yeah, it's really occupying my mind now because there's no new properties. I mean, we did just hear that there's going to be a new uh, animated show, The Bad Batch, which I completely yes. predicted, by the way. I'd like to point that out, um, that that was definitely going to happen. But other than that, nothing really going on. So uh, that's kind of a, a great idea, I think, in this COVID uh, scenario that we're still kind of surviving. Let's speculate wildly. I love it. I think um, let's talk about the cast. You know, there's there's been uh, rumors online about, uh, you know, different kinds of uh, new characters that are going to be coming out and the actors that uh, people predict that would play that. And I don't know where these rumors come from. I don't know if it's from Russia or if it's just uh, internet trolls in their mother's basement. Um, oh, so, sorry, it's both. sorry, Duper. It's I didn't, both. I didn't I mean you. I, did, I was just meaning like, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> um, so I have... You will be docked little... in your paycheck for that comment, by the way. <laughs> Uh, so we have a, we have a little, um, a, li a layout of characters that we found online uh, and the respected actors that would be playing those roles. Some of the roles are already filled in, you know, Pedro Pascal as Din Djarin. No surprise got, there. Um, Giancarlo Esposito as Gideon or Moff Gideon. Um, you know, and and just some uh, characters we've already seen from the show. Um, Natalie Tenna as Xian. Now was um, she in? Was she in the first season? Who is Xian? Xian. She is the Twilight. Oh Do you yes, that? that's right. Oh right. Oh, I yes. didn't recognize her without her fancy. Um, now they're yep. not called tentacles. They're called. Um, oh, what are they called? I always forget that word. Anyway, but, <laughs> yeah, she's quite stunning. As a Twilight, yes. I should say. <laughs> um, so in, in this list, um, I found was pretty interesting. They had some uh, new characters um, that I saw. Um, we have Bosk. 
Yeah. It's not a new character, but new character to the Mandalorian. Played by series. D. Bradley Baker. So this is the speculation. Now, what do you think this is true? Where where is Bosk going to end up in in the Mandalorian season 2? Uh I think it would be good to see that character in because um, Bosk was a uh, another bounty hunter, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> so he was another bounty hunter, um, but the actor that they have, uh, portray- you know, that is in this list is D. Brad- Bradley Baker, and he, to me, is known as a, a voiceover actor. He's I haven't, I don't think I've ever ever actually seen him in acting as himself, you know, or not as himself, right. but as a character. So maybe they'll do that in like in the CG CGI character thing or whatever. Maybe, you oh. know, uh, I don't know. They could totally do that without CGI, hmm. Hmm. but maybe they will. Well, hmm. I, I find him such a memorable character because he, he, he only had a growl. If you remember in empire strikes back, just right. When Darth Vader is introduced to the bounty hunters, but the interesting thing is, with Bosk, you wonder, is he somehow going to be related to what we've been hearing about Boba Fett making a return? I mean, it seems, if this leak if this leak is true, and he's going to be in Mandalorian Season 2, you have to think it would be a wasted opportunity if somehow his story didn't line in or intertwine with that of Boba Fett. Since they were together on the on Darth Vader's Space um, Star Destroyer in Episode uh, 5, Empire Strikes Back... It just seems like a natural connection that they be back together. Maybe Bosk is the one who saves uh, Boba from the uh, Sarlacc pit. Ooh, that's a good thought. Actually, I never thought about that. I think um, you know maybe Bosk doesn't have a speaking role. Maybe he's just more of a the sound, like you said. Right. But maybe maybe he either leads Mando to Boba Fett, or maybe he's with Boba Fett like yeah ooh that's a good theory i like that he could be the glue that glues the mando to boba he's boba mando <laughs> glue right Bo- yeah. boba. he has like a, a cloaked binary beacon uh you know so boba fett clicks it when he's in the sarlacc and then like 15 ah. years later or whatever 10 years later here comes uh, bosk to to help suck him out as a half digested piece of uh you know <laughs> Bounty hunter phlegm from the Sarlax slimy innards. <laughs> and you got to wonder what uh, what Boba Fett survived on all those years. I think he has some snack packs, you know, in that in that oh. sh- uh, shield, the armor. You know, there's some space there for some lunch. Some portion bread or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> huh. So, so that is kind of the main question, I guess, for the season: is what is the role going to be for <clears throat> Boba Fett? Um, have you thought about this? Uh, as as a as a plot line, where where do you see Boba Fett fitting in? Is he going to be an adversary of the Mandalorian Dijarin? Is he going to be a helper character? That's a good question. I think that you know, being a Mandalorian, maybe there's some something more to the story. Maybe we get some more of the backstory of the dark uh, the dark saber would be kind of a cool tie-in with Boba Fett maybe you uh, there's some explanation of why Moff Gideon has the dark saber you know because it's not really explained anywhere in the series how he got it no we we don't have any information about that yet right the last person to wield it 
to my knowledge, was uh, Darth Maul, right? In Clone Wars? Yes, he was the last person to wield it. But, yeah, we don't know, because um, Obi-Wan killed him, but we never... We never saw anything happen with that with the dark saber, so maybe it's like underneath his bed at his mom's house or something still. So technically, oh, wait, his mom's dead. the dark saber. There, there was a theory we were reading about this, you know, uh, dark saber thing. So tell tell us how this plays out. Like, who has the rightful heir to the dark saber? Oh, so there is a there is some online speculation of who the rightful owner of the dark saber is, and. Um, you know, I don't know how far reached this um, theory is, but the theory is um, that the person who is the rightful owner to it has been has defeated the previous owner. So you so, win. You get the dark saber two different ways, if I'm not mistaken. One is you kill the person who has it, and then you become the rightful owner. The other is that right. you you die, and then you pass it on to your descendants. See, and that's not that's not clear because huh. with the um, with the Mandalorian, just how, how how the story goes is that you'd have to kill the person. It's not quite clear to to me or to anybody that um, you'd have to kill them or if it if it's to a point because there was a battle, there was a fight between um, I think it was Bo-Katan. And another character, the, the the other character, crap, I'm forgetting their name, but uh, he had the dark saber, and Bo-Katan fought him, but uh, and she disarmed him. Ah, uh, yes, but she didn't but, get the dark saber. But yeah, she didn't get it. Um, she well, she didn't kill him. He was about to shoot her in the back, and I think it was Sabine who killed him later on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because she w- because that character who she disarmed the dark saber from, he was about to shoot um, Bo-Katan in the back, and he was shot before he was shot by somebody else. That was so, Previsla, I think. Right? Was it Previsla? Oh no, no, it, maybe it was a uh, Gar Saxon. Yes, Gar Saxon. Thank you. Right. So, so the yes. one theory goes though that like if Maul had it and Obi Wan defeated Maul. Obi-Wan got it, and then Vader defeated Obi-Wan, so Vader would have had it, and then Luke defeated and and would have got it by ancestry anyway. So the, the, right. the, the long and short of the theory is that Luke Skywalker actually is the genuine heir to the Dark Saber. So was that yes. like a cutscene from The Last Jedi or, you know, something we haven't seen yet? And and are we do we have to look forward to seeing Mark Hamill de-aged and entering the Mandalorian season two, <laughs> uh, claiming his dark saber from uh, from Moff Gideon at some point? Uh, hey, you know, our expectations have been subver- subverted before, you know, it could happen. You know, and, and Mark Hamill seems to be bored lately. He's he's very active on Twitter. Um, just kind of saying whatever he wants. And uh, he was recently on an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. So I'm I'm thinking that, you know, he's probably going to make an appearance there or the uh, the new uh, Jedi Temple show that uh, Ahmed Best is, on, you know, uh, hosting. I think uh, we'll see him in either either one, I think. Oh, dear. Possibly both. <laughs> Possibly both. And I think... Um, 
yeah, that whole theory, it, it's kind of, uh, I kind of made it convoluted, but I think that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter if uh, Luke Skywalker is the rightful owner to to the Darksaber because it's not, I don't know. In the theory, they talk about um, parallels to the Harry Potter universe and how the Elder Wand is passed down um, and and the powers of the Elder Wand are passed along. And, it, and it's only by defeating the person who has it or defeating them in battle, whether that's disarming them or killing them. And it I don't think it really matters because all that matters right now is that Moff Gideon has it. How he got it, I think we'll find out this this coming season. But <clears throat> I don't I don't really think it matters who it belongs to so because that, it's not. That would imply if we are going to see that, that would imply that this season's going to do a little bit of a narrative smorgasbord, and we're going to go back in time a bit. Do you think we'll see entire episodes in the past, a la like in Lost, where you know half the show was in the past? Do you think they'll go that route? Ooh. Do you have the stomach for that kind of narrative contrivance or not? With Star I Wars? really don't. I really don't see that happening um, for whole episodes um, doing that. Have you ever watched the show The Witcher? Uh, I'm familiar with it. I've only watched the sex scenes, though. <laughs> as you would. As you would. Um, uh, the, the Witcher was very all over the place. It was a very good show, but it's almost like you have to watch it the whole season twice because one thing happens and then years pass and it's the next episode, but you, you aren't aware of that. Right. Right. And they jump, they jump between timelines and you're not aware of any of that until the very end. And I think, uh, and that's very, I I don't think, I I don't know. I'm going to be really rude here, but I don't think that, uh, uh, star Wars, uh, fans are going to really follow that. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not. I don't think so. So you're saying they don't have the brain power to to handle a narrative that's not just pure chronology, like happening in front of them in real time. <laughs> yeah, they they need the linear. Well, you know. Then again, episodes four, five, six came out first. So well, that's maybe, true. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Interesting. Well, um, you know, that brings up a little bit of uh, a question about the role of Sabine and Ahsoka, who have been confirmed. I know, I know Ahsoka has. Oh, I hadn't heard that about Sabine. Yeah, well, I think it's that's that one's not as uh, poss- possibly genuine, but uh, with with Ahsoka, I think it is. You know, there's an actress that's been named to play her, and the fandoms collectively, uh, uh, you know, soiled themselves when they heard that she'd be making uh, her return. <laughs> what the heck yeah. is Ahsoka gonna do in this series? Is she somehow going to be on the Mandalorian side? I guess maybe she has something to do with Baby Yoda finding his homeland, maybe. That's my prediction. You know, that was that was one thing that I did not like about season one, is they introduced these characters um, like uh, uh, Fennec Shand. Shand? Shand? Fennec, Fennec Shand, Shand, yeah. Fennec Shand, yeah. The... Uh, the um, Assassin, you know, they introduce these strong characters like her, and then it was just over. So, you know, maybe they're gonna, I don't know, maybe they'll bring that character back, but you know, they seem to kill her off in that in one of the last episodes, so it's kind of hard to know 
what they're going to actually do with Ahsoka Tano. Maybe she's going to be the new babysitter for this season. That would be cool. That would be amazing, actually. I'd love to see that. Maybe she's uh, down on her luck and she has to strip for money. <laughs> and Ma- and Mando brings brings along some. She's uh, in some seedy some... bar on Curacao or something. <laughs> and Mando comes in and he's like, "This is the way." <laughs> maybe cool. he's the maybe she's the new love interest of Mando. Yes, I have heard there is going to be a love interest in this episode, so pretty excited about that. You never know. All right. Well, um, you know, vegan. In press preparation for this episode, I am under the impression that you've done a little bit of a musical tutelage. Uh, yes. Tell us about that. Okay, so I have been practicing for about three hours in the last month. Um, <laughs> don't mean to <laughs> toot my own horn, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, it's not a horn, it's a, but I've been doing really good lately on the Mandalorian theme with the recorder. And little fun fact for you, us huts have about uh, six lungs, so we have quite the breathing capability um, to play um, flawlessly on any kind of wind instrument. So if you would humor me for a couple minutes, let's, uh, let's hear what I have to do. Okay. All right. I'd love to hear it. Okay. Hold on. I got to make sure I wet the... There's no reed here, but I got to make sure I got to... I didn't even know huts had lips. (laughs) Yes. um, All right. So, all right. Ready? Yeah. Oh, hold on. 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 on. I messed up. I messed up. Hold on. Ooh, vegan. Uh, I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. That, that, hold on, I messed up. Hold on. Let me, okay. try, let me try it again. Hold All right. On. Okay. Ooh. That's vaguely reminiscent of the Mando theme. Yeah. Sounds just like it, right? I think so. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <sighs> trying to torture me Vegan. hold on i'm a little pitchy there hold on i'm not hold on, hold on. Not, hold on. no 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 wait 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 i didn't I, I messed up a little bit i'm not trying to tear you down in your fragile hut ego but vegan that's pretty miserable you have no respect you know <laughs> no respect i think you need to i think you need to spend a little more time in your palace alone uh playing and practicing to get that theme uh right on <laughs> oh yeah. Well, all of my staff have been le- leaving me alone to give me plenty of time to I, practice. I can't imagine. I practice why. in the wee hours of the night, and um, you know nobody's able to sleep because they are just so enchanted by the call of my siren. Right. That's why. I, I'll let you believe that. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much time of the show, but um, you know maybe we can uh, fit that in. What do you think? Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, let's make this a recurring bit on the podcast. Vegan the Hutt's playing uh, of the Mandalorian theme song on recorder. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, I think I think our listeners, all 10 of them, will um, appreciate 
I appreciate it. We should we uh, we should have you talk to uh, Tobias Beckett uh, and see if you guys can do a duet with him on the Valacord and you on your Hut recorder. That would be an epic uh, concert. I would go see that for sure. Well, I'm more into solo things because, um, you know, I like to shine, you know. Right. Well, and the price of tickets these days, I mean, you get a thin margin, you know, I guess as a performing artist. So I could see why, especially given, you know, that you're a you're a a vile gangster of a hut. So you're trying to get all the money for yourself. I see. So, well, um, you know, the music, the music has been good so far. I'm excited. You know, the the second season, I do hope they keep the theme and and stay with that continuity. Um, And one of the things that about the Mandalorian season one that I'm, I do actually hope changes though, uh, is the story structure because you know the first season was basically like little mini adventures each episode, but there wasn't a really really dramatic through line from one episode to the other, and what I mean by that is, yeah, of course, like episode three, they built up to that with like him stealing Baby Yoda back from the client. But okay. you could kind of mix and match the episodes in any order and that still would have made some sense because basically mm-hmm. the episodes were structured like find something for Baby Yoda to do so he's safe and then have Mandalorian do something adventurous and then come back and then there's safe Baby Yoda again, right? Um, yeah, like I think some the, kind of fighting. Yeah, and, and I just thought that for character <laughs> development, we got we got a little bit at the very end with him taking his mask off and stuff and uh, things with um, with Grief, grief Karga, of course, too. There's a little bit there. But um, I just think that it would be more compelling to me if it didn't adopt that sort of uh, serial approach, right? And if it was more of an epic narrative. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think that if they kind of tied the, tied the, uh, the episodes together a little bit tighter, I think that would probably be really good because... Um, you know, I think it would lead a lot into each episode. And I, I think a lot of the episodes were cliffhangers, but at the beginning of the next episode, save like one or two episodes that I can remember. And maybe I'm remembering wrong, but there was only, you know, it kind of left off on one note and then started on that same note with it, with the next episode. Mm. I only think like one or two episodes were like that. There wasn't a lot of, high stakes at the beginning of each episode which i think if they did did what you were saying that they they would have more of a reason for people to keep watching you know because because i think with a lot of tv shows they kind of build this up they leave you on a cliffhanger and then they kind of start from the beginning They, they you know they start the beginning of each episode with okay well um Let's lead back up to where we left off. You well, know, that's it's never right where they let off, left off, you know. That's kind of my fear for this show is that Disney is just kind of using it for people to pump money into Disney Plus. Like the fact that the season's coming out like right after everyone re-upped, uh, you know, this True. year. Like you're, you're going to have to re-up a second year to be able to watch Mando season two. And it, it is like <laughs> kind of crack in that way, like to get everyone to just buy into the next episode. 
Um, yeah. And you can only do that for so long before you run the risk of being co- accused of uh, just contriving your narrative or, or, you know, having no respect for the characterizations, um, which Disney, of course, is guilty of. But in this case, we have <laughs> enough time for it to still be salvaged, right, before it descends into just obscurity. So I'd like to see them play a little bit more with... Uh, the drama, you know, with Cara Dune. Maybe she becomes a love interest for the Mandalorian somehow. Um, uh, really? I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe maybe Boba Fett and Cara Dune have an affair, and that creates a <laughs> love triangle. Uh huh. Speaking of wild fan theories, I, I had mm-hmm. I had a a good idea, you know, I, and I'm really hoping that it's not true. But um, I did see rumor online that baby Yoda is actually a love child of Palpatine and Yaddle. Oh, wow. So, you know, baby Yoda could be a Palpatine for all we know. Everyone else is. So why not baby Yoda? (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well that, you know, that's an interesting, the romance present here. So I'd like to play a little game with you vegan thinking about some of the characters of Mandalorian and uh, what they mean to you personally. Um, This game is called uh, Mary, murder hump right so we can't ah. use the f word it's a pg-13 show so we'll just use hump but the basic meaning is conveyed i think you have to decide which character you would like to marry forever and ever amen which one you would murder <laughs> and which one you would just have uh for a one night uh you know frolicking session in the hub the ah. the jabba the hut only one bedroom. night huh yeah only one night one time so it's got to be something passionately epic are, are huts well, capable I think, of that I sort think... of love making uh yeah, <laughs> duh. So, I mean, I I don't think it would be a one time thing though. I mean, you know, when you're seduced by a hut, you know, <laughs> they always say once you've go once you go hut, you never, you never go. go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so uh, your here's your choice. We have to decide, and both of us get to play. The characters are the armorer or the armoress. Um, you Ooh. know, uh, Mayfeld, and IG Eleven. So Mary Murder Hump. Mayfeld. Who's Mayfeld? Mayfeld's Bill Burr's character. You should know that. I just taught you that this oh, episode. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like May Mayfield. It's actually Feld. F E L D. Uh, oddly enough, Mayfield. Ah, see, yeah. you said it. You said Mayfeld. Like uh, uh, with like a devoicing uh, of that final uh, stop consonant. Well, that's a function yeah. of my helmet resonance that you're hearing there. Uh, um, it, it it can happen with the galactic sound waves here over the uh, over the galactic webs. So occasionally, that devoicing happens. Okay, so I have Mayfeld. Uh, who again? The armorer. The armorer. And IG Eleven. Mary Murder Hump. All right, so I would probably marry IG Eleven. He'll be so pleased. Um, yes, because, um, you know, reprogrammed. He could ser- serve as a servant. You know, when you when you marry, I mean, what else do you get married for? Now I see the Hutt's view on matrimony. <laughs> yep. Um, Very progressive of you, Vegan. <laughs> and then obviously, I think, I think, obvious. <laughs> thank you. Uh, obviously, I would murder Mayfeld because... What do I need him for? Mm. And and obviously hump the armor. Right, right. <laughs> Peel back those sweet Mandalorian uh, uh, Beskar. Yes. Beskar are, uh, she can leave the helmet on. <laughs> I don't care. I think in your case, she would definitely have to. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think she needs to to show me anything. Very cool, very cool. Um, I would kill IG-11 because he's a sinister, sinister uh, person. You know, deep down, all IG units, I believe, should be murdered. Um, and if it would cause IG-69 pain... Sounding like Teeb there. Well, you know, I have a vendetta against IG-69. He's kidnapped uh, Teeb Rontor and to be, mm-hmm. you know... And so I, I am pretty uh, down on IG units right now. So I would definitely murder the IG unit. Um, and I would I would marry Mayfeld. I think he's a smart dude. He seems to know how the galaxy works. He has a bit of wisdom. Um, you know, I think he could be a good life partner for me. And I would yeah. have a night with the armor because I bet she's a beast in the bedroom. Yep. So, yeah. All right. One hopes at least. <laughs> One right? would hope, yes. She's not spending you know, all Hutt's- her time just smashing Beskar steel into, uh, into shapes, <laughs> right? She, she does something else with her free time. I mean, you know, I don't have very strong arms for climbing, but I would climb that tree. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Let's uh let's see what you would how, how you would go in this instance. Oh, okay, you got another one for me? Yep. All right. So, so I've hump? thought of Mary Murder Hump. We've got the client who was played by Werner Herzog. Yes. Really, right. the 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 plot energy of the first several episodes all originated with the client, right? He's right. responsible yes. for the whole show, basically. Just about, yeah. I mean, without him, I guess, yeah, there, it'd be hard there, to know. Nothing, what, right? Um, interesting thing yeah. about Werner Herzog, like he actually took the role um, for a very specific reason. Do you know what that is? Um. He needed money to direct his next movie? I don't know. Well, yeah, actually, that's <laughs> kind of true in a way. I mean, I don't know if he needed the money, but uh, a lot of directors will do this where they will um, take take a role to, to, to kind of raise funds um, and maybe, you know, do some do some work. So this this film that he, he took the money for is, a, is in Japanese, is entirely in Japanese, and it's a weird story of, like, kind of surrogates and stuff. Um, I don't know if it's out yet or I haven't heard much of it, much about it, but... Uh, so the name of it is Family Romance LLC. So something to do with rental people filling in uh, as husbands, friends, social roles. Um, very interesting idea. So uh, look for that film, I guess, Werner Herzog. Huh. So the next person I would say is Omera. And Omera, if you remember, she was the character who was um, – hiding in the forest in the in the kind of rice paddy kind of environment but she had this secret past the, the desperate housewives of blue shrimp village yes exactly so she would be another one okay and then the last person we will say since we're predicting and we happen to know that they're going to be in the show the last person Ahsoka Tano Oh wow! I think I know where this is gonna go. So Since I've got a, Ahsoka, a love affair with Ahsoka, the client, Werner Herzog, and Omera, mm-hmm. and Omera. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I would murder Omera because she is only looking out for herself and her interests uh, with how she treated Ooh. the Mandalorian. She's clearly lonely. 
um, and desperate and tried to get him to work against his creed uh, by taking his helmet off. She bribed him with food and the promise of babysitting and safety. Um, So she is a sinister force of evil, I would say. Um, I would definitely murder her. Um, and I would marry Ahsoka Tano because she seems like she's got her, uh, you know, personality together to the point that she could handle me, uh, in all my proclivities and my picadillos. Uh, she's a fairly patient woman. She had to deal with, you know, Anakin Skywalker and Darth Maul. She handled herself under duress. So I think she'd be a good marriage partner. And I would. So you're saying Ahsoka Tano is wifey material. Definitely wifey material. And I would hump the client because, uh, if you're not going to take the chance to hump (laughs) Werner. Herzog, what are you living for? So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I would uh, kill Werner Herzog, the client. You are a dark, dark beast uh, of evil. My uh, goodness. Yeah. Hey, what can I say? It's in my nature. <laughs> um, and I think I would uh, hump Ahsoka Tano. I don't know that she's wifey material. She's got kind of a, a lot of baggage going on. I think you'd on. crush her after one time anyway, so that makes sense. Oh, I don't... I'm never a top. I'm always a oh, bottom. Okay. <laughs> Still, I mean, you, yeah. you would somehow scar her to the point of emotional, you know, uh, lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> you'd only get one then, good uh, shot at it, I think, Vegan. <laughs> I think uh, Omera's, uh she's... Uh, She's the wife of material, I think. You know, you, you kind of said desperate housewife. And that's okay, you know. If they're desperate, then they cling on to you harder, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you're being deceived, you know. I think she has a bit more of a sinister element that we may see in season two. She's not just... She's a, she's a straight shooter, too, you know. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they showed her... She, she could take care of... She could be... You know, she could defend me if, if anything comes up, you know. That's true. She did have a that's, good eye. That's useful. Yeah. See, we always think of us huts. We always think of a multiple purpose. You know. That's how you survive. Not not that Ahsoka Tano couldn't defend me, but she might turn against me. All right. Well, um, <laughs> you know, it's been really fun talking to you about the season two of The Mandalorian, and uh, unfortunately, we have a few more months to wait, but. Don't worry, we will be here at Faking Star Wars constantly updating you with new things, um, whether it's on the podcast or our, our other podcast we do, which is which is called uh, The Mando Roundup, which I do with Gemma the Hutt. Um, and so there are definitely, definitely going to be lots of new content about The Mandalorian coming out in the next few months for all our loyal, loyal listeners. Um, great. Galactic Faking News. I, I don't know if you saw this, but our light is blinking like crazy over here on our answering machine. I think we, I, I listened to a little bit of it and maybe we can play it here for, uh, for everybody to hear. But we have some inside news from Din Djarin, who is uh, being detained in a prison cell Oh my goodness. Right well, we can't keep this from our listeners. Let's hit play and see what he has to say. This is the story Disney won't tell you. I'm Den Dejarin, the Mudhorn King. Star of the newest bingeable hit, Mudhorn King. Now this docuseries from Disney did not show the truth of the real tragedy of the Mudhorns. 
I lost my mudhorn zoo to Moff Gideon, who screwed me. You didn't see the scenes where he played me for a fool and sinisterly stole my mudhorn zoo out from under me. I have proof that this asshole was working secretly with Fennec Shand to conspire against me. Fennec Shand has been speaking out against my mudhorn zoo for being inhumane. All the while, that bitch keeps her own mudhorns in dire conditions. She doesn't stop there. She even has secret cages filled with baby Yodas that she uses for photo ops with younglings. After those baby Yodas hit adolescence and they aren't so cute, they get a blaster bolt to the skull. I'm stuck in prison confinement while those two run wild across the galaxy. Don't believe the hype of Disney's Mudhorn King. I am the real Mudhorn King, and I have been framed. Oh my goodness, uh, you know, uh, I I thought Din Djarin uh, was living a life of luxury, you know, with uh, with drugs and, um, you know, menage a trois, uh, pan, pan, pan-galactic sexual relationships across the board with a, with a nice zoo of Mudhorns. I was planning to visit next weekend. I heard you don't have to wear a mask yeah. even if you go. The mudhorns can't uh, they can't contract covid. Yeah, that's uh, a rumor that I've heard and I was I had bought season tickets, you know. I I, I don't know what we're going to do if it, if something's gone wrong and that fanic fanic person mm. She sounds like a a real bee. Yeah, you know what definitely, I mean? definitely. Um, it's gonna be interesting. You know, maybe we could start printing some T-shirts that says like, uh, you know, Fennec Shand, Fennec Shand framed uh, Din Djarin or something. I don't know. Faking Star Wars listener mail. All right. Well, that sound means it's time for listener mail. Uh, this one comes to us from at Mister Samuel Allen. That's Samuel Allen on Twitter, who writes, "Will Moth Gideon reveal?" how he obtained the dark saber in the second season of the Mandalorian. Uh, what do you think, Vegan? Hmm. Uh, is that going to be a major part of the plot? How did he get it? Or is that just going to be kind of I... uh, one of those things that is smuggled into the story with no explanation? I think they, they might go over how he obtained it, but I think, I think it has more to do with the, um, the night of a, what is it? The night of a thousand tears is what uh, they called it. Yes. Um, I think it'll be like a flashback and maybe, um, you see him strike down, uh, you know, a Mandalore who's hiding it. Maybe interesting a Mandalorian. I don't know why I said Mandalore. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be touched upon, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it being a big plot thing. I don't think they're going to make it into, uh, a full episode or anything. What do you think? Well, to me, it's just weird that it's there at all, right? Like, it's just such yeah. a non sequitur. But they they definitely have given some serious thought to this. And I, I really think it's Dave Filoni, you know, conspiring in the back, back uh, the back lots of Lucasfilm to con- come up with this plot that they can drag over 12 seasons, right, uh, to give this leverage. Because... He he definitely dealt with the dark saber on Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, I don't know if they actually made an appearance in Rebels or not. You you might be able to. It did. It did. Yeah. Yes, so this has yes. been a through line for him from from the early days, right? And so right. one could say that Dave Filoni's real cowboy hat is the dark saber, right? I mean everything Ooh. he's done. And so it's not surprising, but 
to me, it seems like such a non sequitur because there's so many other characters that are going to have to come into play to give a satisfying explanation. I, I really feel like you're going to have to deal with Sabine. If you're dealing with Sabine, you're going to have to deal with Obi-Wan uh, and Ahsoka. If you're doing Ahsoka... Right, and bring Maul in. Yeah, you got to bring Maul in. Is Ray Park busy? I mean, Ray Park is signing signatures at every there... con in, around the, the world. I don't think he has time <laughs> to shoot a new Star Wars show. I don't know. I saw. I did see an Instagram post where he, he was full Darth Maul makeup with the horns and everything. So maybe he will make an appearance and you know, it, I, I agree with your non sequiner, not non sequin, sequinter, non sequinter um, bedazzler. Yes. Non bedazzler. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, um, it, it doesn't really make sense. Um, you know, but you know, maybe that, maybe they'll explain it. I think they'll briefly touch on it, but I don't think they will. They will go full, full storyline into it. So can I tell you what I really hope is going to happen? I am deeply, deeply, (laughs) deeply hoping that this is going to be like an I am your father moment and that uh, Moff Gideon is a good guy and that somehow he has orchestrated all of this. Because there's some evil malevolent force that he's having to dupe or trying to fake out. And somehow that's why he has the dark saber and he's actually working for the force of good. And that it's going to be revealed that like he's actually like a Jedi or, you know, he's doing something to save baby Yoda because he knows that if he doesn't, that this is going to be like the spark that destroys the uh, entire hope of, of the good side of the force. Now, no, that's not going to happen. Because that would be too amazing, right? But it is still one thing that I'm holding out hope for. Where did you find? Where did you come up with that theory? Like everything good in the universe, I thought of it myself. So uh, I am hoping uh. that Disney is listening, and and there's time to salvage season two. Dave Filoni, if you're out there, my man, I have also worn a cowboy hat at some point in my life, um, you know, and Dave. Trust me, this would be a killer twist to season two of The Mandalorian if uh, Moff Gideon somehow there's a way to justify, you know, the murder, the killing, all the evil things he did in the name of protecting Baby Yoda and the Darksaber in some sort of way from the sinister, vile clutches of, say, uh, you know, the... the the um, the beginnings of Leader Snoke or Palpatine or somehow somehow it's going to connect right to uh, everything everything is connected all the time. Is he somehow related to uh, General Hux? You know with that theory. Yeah, I mean he, he is a little <laughs> bit darker complected, but I have heard you know I've seen cases in 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 the news lately of like uh, children like one completely sheet white and one dark black who, yeah. who came from parents who are, you know mixed race. So there are all sorts of things are possible in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, Star Wars is pan dimensional, pan gender, pan race. Um, nothing nothing is impossible in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, well, I mean it's possible. So, and and we of course we know it's not going to be that intriguing, right? It's just going to be a, a montage of of little clips here and there just to get us to the end of season two, where we'll find out the full truth, and then of course Din Djarin's going to kill the guy, and he'll he'll wield it. Ah, yep, got to bring it back in the rightful hands of the Mandalorian. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
All right. Well, thanks for your questions. We're, we are here ready to tell you the answers to everything you may seek. It does help if it's Star Wars related, but I have been known to answer questions uh, on far-ranging topics from music, linguistics, dietary things. I mean, we have a, we have a registered vegan here in the studio as well. Yes. Yes. So, great. Any questions that uh, pertain to veganism or, um, you know, if you want to argue... Um, about, about plants having feelings, I'm here for you. <laughs> yes. If uh, if you want to talk about protein, I'm here for you too. That's right. So so I mean that is all we have time for. But if people do want to ask us about that, um, where where can they find us, vegan? You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash real faking star wars and uh you can submit questions for us use the hashtag fsw radio and we will read it on the next episode and you can still get fantastic merchandise on our store uh that's the t public store that's bit.ly slash fsw merch go ahead and uh, buy a couple t-shirts for people get them out of the coronavirus summer doldrums there's nothing like a new fresh t-shirt to make you feel like you're ready for the future and if you'd like to you can follow me on twitter Twitter at Storm Duper. And I'm at Vegan the Hut, of course. And you know, the more the more merch you buy, the faster that uh, statue can be built. So that's right, that's right. You know, there's always that. And uh, you can follow me at Vegan the Hut uh, on Twitter and follow at FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. And since you love and want to support what we do, please visit our Patreon. It's very lonely. That's patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. Sign up to become a patron. I will handwrite you a letter of thanks, and I'll draw a picture of Vegan the Hut uh, evacuating his bowels after eating some vegan cheese. And not only do you see that, yeah, nobody wants to see that. (laughs) See, not only support us fakers financially to keep making the content that you love, you get some great rewards, and you can join for just a buck a month. Be like Darth Taxis and Keith Harmon, who support us at that fake Jedi Knight level. Have you written us a review yet? If not, what the hell are you waiting for? Please consider writing us a five star review on iTunes and Podchaser or your podcast platform of choice. You can always give us five stars because of course we're the best right it really helps us appear when people search for star wars on their podcast application that's right if you write a funny review we may read it in the upcoming episode and so far vegan you know most of the reviews have been uh too good and we don't want to give people the uh sense that we're making this stuff up like when we get feedback so if you could write us a review that that highlights some of the horrible character flaws that you find in myself or the other host um that would be better for us so and one more thing before we go we would want to invite you to join the faking star wars discord server yes it's a free online chat room full of fakers discussing star wars other nerdy cultural topics and uh, sometimes we play games on there the link is bit.ly forward slash fsw discord and make sure fsw is in caps otherwise you'll go to uh, anti site that's right yeah it's the anti-gravity site of uh, faking star wars and please stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And if you know where Willy Bobo is, please let us know because he's been missing now for several weeks. Thanks to you and all our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. We love you. May the foe be with you. Bye-bye. <laughs>